Hi everyone, it's Bell King with Bippity Boppy Boss, and I'm so excited to share that one of the most creative minds I've ever met, McKenna, is on the line with me today. Hi. Hey, <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here, and with everything happening in the world, with this like mental health crisis we're going on in America, and also the fact that we may be going to war, everything happening, it's just been a, such a crazy time. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, McKenna is like one of the most brilliant people I've met and they have like had the, all, all these amazing techniques um, to help with mental health. Uh, so, yeah, McKenna, like what do you usually do when when things are um, when things are overwhelming for you? Um, hmm. I well, right now I'm currently unemployed, um, which I'm trying not to be, um, but I am. So I actually have a good bit of time kind of on my own right now. Um, the main thing that I've been doing lately is crafting. I really enjoy creating things specifically for my home, especially while like we don't have a lot of money to buy things right now. It's nice to like make things to have new things. Um, and honestly, I'm not doing awesome. I'm still having like days that are really hard. I don't think I'm always the best at um, managing my own mental health. But I have found that engaging with my creative side and not only just crafting, but also creating art has been really helpful just to kind of get out of my mind a little bit. I love that. And I totally feel you with the whole concept of... Sorry, that's my cat. <laughs> no, I didn't even hear your cat. What kind of... Wait, okay, let's talk about your cat for a second before we go into crafting. I didn't even realize he's sitting right behind me. I just leaned on him. Um, I think he wants to be on the show. So what's your cat's name? It's Fievel. Oh my gosh, like Fievel the mouse? Yeah. And, oh my gosh, the irony there. That's so hilarious. It's great. He came with that name. I love it. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, as Fievel. you were saying. <laughs> this is going to be great. Everyone loves animals, though. That's even more so <laughs> here. So um, in terms of like getting out of your own head and kind of doing something that's a little bit more physical. I, I love that concept. And, you know, the fact that you've been crafting, like what type of things have you been crafting lately? Um, My big project right now is I'm working on a rug that I'm making out of scrap fabric. It's one of the like braided rugs and I'm sewing it together by hand. Um, And I'm making it out of all of our like old clothes and linens and stuff that weren't wearable anymore. And it's going to be rainbow. I love that. <laughs> Hopefully you have it done before Pride because I feel like that's going to be like the best. You should start your own Etsy shop. I feel like you have all these cool little crafts. and I know. I you know. I, that's what I'm thinking about. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get some sort of financial assistance and be able to take a couple, still a couple months off work just to work on like getting my meds right and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I am planning on creating a lot of things in the meantime. And I don't know, maybe once I have some stuff made, that's something I would do. But I don't, I really enjoy it right now. And I want to make sure that I continue to enjoy it. So I don't, I don't want to turn it into something that's no longer fun, which kind of worries me with like potentially making it a business. I feel you. I'm like that too. Like once the passion isn't there and it feels like it's work, it doesn't feel as fun and it's not something that I'd like to pursue. So I, I feel you. Yeah. Um, it's there's definitely, especially with the artists, you know, like the having that artistic soul, mm -hmm. like just, it's so hard. Um, 
having to define what art is versus a product that someone wants to buy. And it just doesn't feel as creative or as artistic when you're giving something away. It's always a little different of a vibe. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I would do, because I, I only create things when I'm like feeling inspired and have a really clear vision. And I sometimes have a hard time, like taking other people's ideas and like making like, cause it just, it has to, it has to like speak to me and like come from a place that's authentic, which is why like, I'm excited about the artwork that I'm doing for this potential book. Um, cause it feels like it means something. Um, and then I feel like if there's like customers involved and then trying to like appeal to more people, cause my stuff is a little like psychedelic and out there. Um, I don't know. I worry about that. But then I also, I know that people who like my stuff will like the way it is. So I don't know, maybe it could be an option and I could still stay authentic to my style. You know, it would be super fun. And I just kind of came up with this idea and I feel like we're just brainstorming live on this podcast right now. This but is like every conversation we have. Every so many ideas. I know. What if we did like kind of like a digital detox, like retreat and you hosted the art seminars there and got people to like just do art or whatever. Ooh. That would be so fun. Like, could you imagine us like in Mexico, like just like <laughs> just like planning this retreat and people I'll like take away everyone's phones. Like no one can text anyone. We just have to just, you know, like I don't know how many people would agree to that. <laughs> it's like it's a detox. Like you can't be on your no, phone. I get, I get that. <laughs> no, I like the idea of being with people and making yeah. art. I think that could be a lot of fun, especially like making something tangible that you can use. There's like, I don't know, there's something really satisfying about creating things that are usable. Absolutely. And I, I really love the art that you've been doing lately. It's been so beautiful. And you should never worry about it, about appealing to other people because it speaks from your soul mm -hmm. and people will recognize that when they look at it. And I, I think there's something unique to that. And, you know, talking about like mental health and everything, like some of the greatest artists in the world, like if you look at Van Gogh, mm -hmm. a lot of them had experienced like mental disorders. So it, it's just like one of those things where you see the world in such a beautiful, unique way. And just because you're divergent and different from others, it doesn't mean that that view isn't valid. And I just want to remind you that. Because you are so talented. I for yeah, I um I'm a little weird and I get that impression from people a lot. So it's nice when um people get it. <laughs> I like that you're weird. I'm weird in my own way too. I think people just realize we're not the same. And I feel like the word normal, like the words like normal, crazy, psycho. Right. Like they're all like rude mm -hmm. it's the same as using like the f word or the n word you know i because in today's society you're basically saying that just because someone thinks differently than you and oftentimes it's not even something they can help like that mm -hmm. just because they're different or they regulate their emotions differently it means they're less than because yeah. it's the general populace and that is just rude like I feel like we're you know we're kind of there now where the stigma is starting to go away but I'll let you I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because yeah. I think the stigma is like going away but people are still unsure or afraid of being different and I'll let you talk yeah no um I th that's definitely true I also think that um 
if you, no person is can all be one thing. And I think that when we label somebody as like, like, even if it's like high functioning versus low functioning, it just like things like that, when referring to like people with autism or what, like it, it just, people are just like so much more complicated than that. And there's so many words you can d use to describe so many people. And I, j and I don't think anyone is like purely evil or purely good or purely, purely crazy or purely sane. Like, I think that we all have these nuances, which makes being a human exciting. But I think that like, especially people like go to school professionals and stuff and you, they just want to understand everything so by like having these labels it's like easier to sort everything out but now we're realizing how harmful those labels can be when you just have all of these associations with that title like i my list of diagnoses is very long <laughs> um, it, right? <laughs> what Whose isn't, right? I know. And mine are like, I feel like they could be all different things, but I have like chronic anxiety and depression. I have a panic disorder. I have chronic insomnia. And I also have suicidal tendencies and chronic back pain. And I think that people, anybody who has like any combination of those things might also have suicidal tendencies and strained bodies. Like, <laughs> I yeah. think that a lot of those things can be connected. And even, and you don't see those things all the time in people. I don't know. I... I've been working on a lot lately, especially with like the good and evil thing of kind of like undoing that idea that like some people are like good natured or bad natured. I think it has more to do with like people's surroundings and the actions that they're taking. I just think it's so much more complicated than like one word to describe like a group of people. Does that make sense? It does. I, I actually think the way you see the world is so beautiful and to piggyback on, I don't even know if I can say those words. I don't even know if that's even politically correct anymore, but to go on, on like based on what you've said, uh, two things. Like the first is like having a mental disorder is just as like having diabetes or having high blood pressure. Like they're the same thing. And I think people don't recognize that often. So I 100% agree with what, everything you've said. And then it's all about like perspective, right? So for example, if we look at like Disney, just to use it as an example that people just recognize, like Cinderella could have been running away from a stalker and she dropped her shoe. Like, <laughs> like Ursula was upset because Ariel broke a business contract. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Aurora like she had like she was just asleep and was in a controlling relationship and Maleficent woke her up from that like there are just there's just so many sides to a story yeah. and to to label someone good or bad or like villain or like hero is problematic because it's we don't see the world based on how others see them we see it based on how we see them so like how you see the world is different from how i see the world but the fact that you and i can appreciate each other that's mm -hmm. what matters yeah i just think if there were like i was taught we were taught just like you know with um <clears throat> world news and everything right now with everything being crazy i just am like finding myself having more conversations with people just like about the nature of good and evil and all of this and how like I don't know like oh geez I lost my train of thought never mind forget that thought <laughs> we can move on to something else no worries I, I almost want to even keep that in because you're just like so cute when you're when you're in here <laughs> I'll figure it out later um oh let's talk about inequality 
in the mental health space. I know you had some really interesting thoughts on this. Would love to like hear about your perspective. Yeah. Um, I mean, huh, I feel like I could have say so much about this. I think basically what it comes, and I don't mean to just like get political, but what it comes down to is our um, healthcare system in this country is just not set to serve everybody. And I think part of it goes back to like having those different labels on people and deciding like, oh, this person is suicidal. So this is the treatment for them. Or this person has whatever other neurodivergent this is for them. Um, and also, I just think, I don't know. There's so many things that bother me. I feel like there's a lack of autonomy and choices to be made for yourself. Um, I think that a lot of th that we're often just told to listen to what whatever hospital person is telling us to do and not question anything. Um, I also just really worry about the people, like people who don't have open speech or people who English isn't their first language and there's not somebody working at the hospital who speaks their language or just like there's, it's, you have to advocate for yourself so strongly because of the limited amount of resources and the people who aren't able to do that get stuck and don't get out of like the system. Like you can't thrive if you don't advocate for yourself fiercely. And I just think it's hard because not everybody has that in them, whether they, they like physically can't or just like emotionally can't. And I don't know. I just, I, I wish that I could do more. It frustrates me a lot um, that I feel like there's a lot of people that are underserved, specifically in like the mental health field. Cause it's like you said, it's like having another illness, but there's a stigma with it. And I think a lot of people, especially like, well, I don't want to generalize, but like older generation will think that like, oh, we're overly sensitive. Or we talk too much about our feelings as young people, but I think we're just, as humans evolve, we just know more about us and realize we're more complex than that. And I think that like the systems that were already set in place need to catch up with the modern thinking that we like the things that we've discovered about the nuances of humans. Like it's just not, it's not a one size fits all. And they're just like trying to force that. And it just doesn't work for everybody. I think in like, not just in like the medical field, but even in like public schools and stuff. Like I just, I've, I've worked at like education as well. And I've worked with people who have special needs and I've just seen like a lot of different ways that just the system that is there is not effective for enough people that there needs to be change. Wow. That was so deep. I, I always love listening to you talk. Um, and you are that voice kind of like you're, you're going to be that voice of the generation to help people that can't help themselves. I know it. Like you might not see it right now, but you're, you're going to get there. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be together, be better together. And, yes, definitely. Um, I think everything you said was spot on. And even like how they diagnose, I think that person is flawed because it's just a bunch of questions they ask you. And when you're thinking about them, you're like, wait, this could be me, but then this could be me too. And that could be me. So mm -hmm. it's not like when someone has like a hairline fracture and they get a scan mm -hmm. before they get operated on, you know, the craziest part is that like with mental disorders, you could be, you could have like five different ones or like mm -hmm. it could be 
or it could be Lyme disease or lupus. Like right. it could be like anything. And I think that's like the, the part where it kind of gets kind of broken. And um, there are a lot of disorders that are often misdiagnosed or could be multiple things mm-hmm. or could be a physical thing, not just a mental thing. Like it could have been like something with Lyme that caused something with your brain mm-hmm. or inflammation causing the anxiety. Like there's, yeah. there's just so things and if you don't have like that care like you said then that's when it gets lost and like the health just continues to decline and there's so many people that you see like we talked about like ending up on the streets that just get abandoned because they don't have any resources and it's just really sad yeah and that's like I feel like now and because like I've I've tried to generally like know about different kinds of people and have an open-minded thing but I also grew up conservative Christian so I've had to do I I no longer religious but I've had to do a lot of like relearning about the world and I'm thankful I live in Washington DC now I'm thankful for that um and there's all different kinds of people here and I've learned a lot more about different kinds of people and also like being where I am mental health wise like I the last couple of jobs that I've had I had to discontinue going to because my anxiety was so bad. Um, and I totally, like, I get it. I, if I didn't have my family and my friends to support me. Like, I, I don't know what would stop me from not being able. Cause like the only reason that I even like have food and shelter and stuff right now is because people in my life are paying for things for me, which is, I'm very thankful for, especially because my parents actually have money, but they uh, don't support me. Um, but people who don't have money are supporting me, which is almost more special. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like how that happens makes so much more sense to me. And it's so preventable that just like it, you just, you shouldn't have, it's, it's, it's expensive to be sick and you're already at a detriment because you're sick, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever. And then you have to go over so many more hurdles to even get the care that you need if you have access to it. And it just, there's just so many reasons why the pe- people, just vulnerable people, I don't want to say they don't have a chance because a lot of people like overcome all the obstacles and are successful, but there shouldn't be so many obstacles for people. Everybody should have the opportunity to be successful and to have support. I 100% co-sign everything you just said and <laughs> agree with like the vulnerability. And, and I think it's part of it too. Like even in like corporate America, I've in been past jobs, people have been like, oh, don't be emotional. Don't ask people how they're feeling. And I think that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that have anxiety or issues where they're afraid to speak up. And if someone is telling them they're messing up, they'll continue to do worse in their work because they have that stress. Or people on the spectrum who may yell at autistic people who may yell at other people mm-hmm. because they don't realize it's not okay to yell. And it's just like, okay, like these people are high functioning, like they quote unquote, but then they're causing more damage to the people that may have anxiety or meet people that may have like additional issues that they're facing. And I think ultimately it's like people kind of like wear masks. It's really sad, but like I try to bring my like whole self and be like who I am. Like I am a naturally like 
generally positive person. And Mm -hmm. I, that's just part of my personality. And I'm also an intuitive empath. So when I feel I'm around other people, I feel their emotions. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of horrifying because (laughs) it's so easy for me to like, just feel someone's fear or to feel Mm -hmm. someone's anxiety or to feel someone's like love and happiness. So um, it it is overwhelming. And at the end of the day, it's like, we're all just human. We're all trying to just like, you know, survive and thrive and do the best we can. But I think when we're so focused on ourselves and not other people and like not focused on like how we make other people feel, that's where it gets worse. Mm -hmm. And I love your thoughts on that. If you agree or if you don't, like what have you encountered um, in terms of situations like that? Um, I'll go back to what you said um, about how like you'll people are advised not to have super close personal relationships with people they work with. Um, I think, I mean, obviously that's not true, but I also think that like, if there's anybody who's listening, who's like nervous to connect with people and afraid that like, oh my gosh, my shit's probably so much worse than everyone else's. Like I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Everyone else seems to have it together. Like they don't. If you talk to like one or two people sitting next to you or like a friend or whatever, like, and you share those things, people are like excited to open up and share back. And we like, nobody's okay right now. And anybody who is okay right now, I'm a little skeptical because the world's kind of ending, you know? I feel like we need to lean on each other now more than ever. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like that commonality that we have, like focusing on like the love Mm -hmm. versus all the things that make us different. I 100% agree. Yeah. The world also like has to change because we like all day long, we can like, be in our group of safe people and like hype each other up and then you go out in the real world and then you'll have like one interaction with a person that's like all right like I'm a small AFAB person and I'm not safe being outside by myself or like whatever so it's just like the world the world is scary and it needs to change and it's nice to lean into the love but also still there is that lingering like it's it's not great (laughs) all the time you know that's where the anxiety comes from yeah there is definitely that point where you're like wait what is happening (laughs) yeah no I've been like followed a few times when I was like out listening to my music and having a fun time and then I'm like well now all right going home back to the happy space (laughs) (laughs) you're like who's following me right now that's not I mean you know the weirder I look, the more I cut my hair off, the more people leave me alone. <laughs> people aren't interested in um, people who they perceive as women dressing like boys. <laughs> I feel like you need to just be who you are, and I accept that. I'm working on it. There's a lot of people who are not okay with the way that I am, so it's sometimes hard. Oh, I sometimes I think I told you this, but I um I identify sometimes as a gay man mm-hmm. in a woman's body. So I drag every day. And uh yeah, I'm I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I don't know. I'm like there there's so many different things I feel like I could just like go on and on talking about, but I'm just like, hmm, as a queer non-binary AFAB person who grew up conservative Christian, I have a really hard time 
um, just like most of the people who I grew up with and associated with, like, don't. They, they're like, hate the sinner, not the sin. But I still don't have relationships with them anymore. You know what I mean? Gosh. I can't even imagine being around people like that. That's, that's, that's a lot. Don't oh, worry. Gosh. Don't ever listen to where it. Did you grow up? I grew up in a lot of places. Uh, my dad was a Marine. Actually, my mom was a Marine for a short time, too. That's how my parents were. Oh, wow. That explains yeah. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so pretty intense. Not a lot of emotions in my house. My mom actually thinks that there's not really much use for emotions. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really strange that they, I that they created me. I could not be more different from my parents in like any way. Maybe like you took all their emotions and they don't have any. I don't know. They like bottled up my whole childhood, and now I'm like I need to be a person. Yeah. Wow. wow. It is freeing, though, to be like, you know, like I came out a couple of years ago and the, the reaction was so much worse. Than I could have imagined it would have been. Um, and I but also like at the same time, it's almost like it's devastating. But then you kind of just get to that point where you're just like a little bit delusional and like, you know what? I guess I'm a fuck up. So it doesn't really matter what I do now. Like, no. <laughs> I because like, you're not a I know, well it's like in their eyes but like uh sorry I meant it as a freeing thing as if like I I couldn't I couldn't possibly ever oh. be good enough so now I don't have the pressure of it like of making them proud do you know what I mean yeah I feel you it's like kind of liberating yeah. in that way you just and like I don't have to worry about like that like they're never coming to visit so I <laughs> like it's just it, it is a little bit free, but sometimes I'm like, I wish I had parents, but yeah, you know, I mean, they, I do. I realize there's some people who actually don't have parents. I, I wish I had emotionally available parents sometimes, but. Maybe it'll change when you're older. Who knows? Know. It feels like it's Maybe not. Worse. <laughs> they're getting less and less emotional as well, they they're age. Just, they're like <laughs> gripping more to their conservative values as they, they think that oh, like wow. my mental illness is a direct, um, was like is caused by my gayness or the other way around like they think that it's all mental illness maybe they just needed you to just have they needed to hug you more as a kid <laughs> yeah we didn't do a lot of that <laughs> yeah maybe if they were like good job and like gave you a hug maybe that <clears throat> that is just that's crazy. not really their vibe and i'm like i don't like using the word crazy and i just used it because I'm no, just blown people away. Do, people by do that. crazy things. I just don't think we can label people as, quote, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel you there. <sighs> Sorry. I feel like we need to talk about something positive. I feel like I've just been kind of like. like oh, yeah. Let's end on a positive note. No, 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 no. Let's end on a positive note. Um, and no, it's okay, too, because each episode's going to be different. And, like, I don't want it to all just me, just me mm-hmm. talking. So. Um, okay, let's see. What should we talk about to end this? I don't know. Um, your voice is so calming, too, so I feel like it's going to be good. Really? Oh, I must never like the way my voice sounds. Why? This this part we can cut out. Sorry, it's just okay. Um, I, I don't know. I wish, I, I really want to take, um, once I get my mental health meds figured out, I really want to take tea. I wish my voice was lower. 
It's oh, not scrub. Oh. Is it expensive? Uh, I, it depends on the health. Some people's health insurance cover it. I will see what my options are when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, anyway, not super in love with my boys right now. But glad there's recordings of it because it's going to be different someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so McKenna, where do you see the future of mental health? Oh, like realistically or like what I wish it was? What you wish. <laughs> uh, no, I do. I think there's a lot of really good people in the field who are doing good work. I, I do. I, and I think the conversation is happening. I do like, I genuinely do think it, it, it can only get better. Surely it can't get worse. Um, I think people need to have more autonomy over them. Also, um, people need to pay more attention to students in school and kids and get diagnosis earlier so that they can get help. I know that that would have really helped me as a child if I got my anxiety diagnosis sooner. Um, Cause I ended up getting in trouble a lot at school because I was afraid to like ask for help and stuff. Um, I, I wish, oh, how could the future, that's a good question. I'm sorry, I'm thinking. Um, no pressure. <laughs> I think like the general thing is, and this is also like what makes you and me different than a lot of other folks is like, you have, you first of all, you have to decide that every single person has good nature in them and wants to be good. You just need to help them get there. Um, and also knowing that people have so much more potential than anyone's giving them credit for, but some people do need more assistance and that stuff needs to be available. Like there just needs to be more resources and more opportunities so that people who don't fit into the system that currently exists still have the opportunity to live a fulfilling life where they can do things that make them happy and be surrounded by people who genuinely see them as a person and not just a job. Like I think being in facilities, a lot of times people won't get the same like friendships they would get if they were like around peers or whatever. I think, I don't know. I think lots of times people just like take people with problems and like separate them from everybody else. And I think that like, we just, I just, people aren't as different as everybody wants them to see, like somebody who is like nonverbal or whatever, like it's still all there the same way everyone is. There's just a different way they interact with the world. And I think that like the future of mental health will get better when more people in the field kind of accept those little nuances about everyone and really assume that that person is capable of so much more and helping them get there. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Feature is I felt like that was a little rambly. No, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I'm going to keep it. Okay. So thanks everyone for listening, you know, sending everyone love and light. And we'll have McKenna back on in a future episode. Yeah, I would love that. Thank Bye. you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>